Pittsburgh Steelers, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. You should know that by now. Make sure you're checking us out at SteelCurtainNetwork.com for all your written needs and as well as all the other Fans First Sports branches, college, NHL, NFL. I'm writing articles for all of them. Make sure you check it out. It's a really cool website. It's only growing. We're just getting this thing off the ground. But I hope that you all check that out, not just our Steelers content, but all of our content there. And I got to be honest with you, folks. I was I was close to recording this podcast, and when I was getting ready to record the podcast, there was no news. There was no news at all. I mean, the only news really was basically just kind of this, that, and the other. Nothing really major. We'll put it that way. I was getting ready, checking Twitter, doing some work on the computer, and all of a sudden, boom, there it is. Mark Caballi, who then followed up by Ray Fittipaldo of the Trib, I'm sorry, the Post-Gazette, that the Steelers and Joey Porter Jr. have agreed to terms on that rookie deal. We had been waiting. I had been waiting. Contract watch, all this stuff. And it's one of those things that, man, I I was kind of wondering, what was the holdup? So Aaron Wilson, who's an NFL insider, he writes down in Houston, he writes this, Steelers agree, have agreed to terms on a four-year, $9.618 million deal with second-round pick Joey Porter Jr. Per league, per league source. Okay, nothing new. That's not shocking. Four years, 9.6. We know this. However, the first three years are fully guaranteed, and he receives full signing bonus up front, which is $3.995 million. All I got to say is, my gosh, whoever his agent is, I'm not sure who it is, Good for you. I mean, you got the Steelers to give the first three years of the deal fully guaranteed. Most would say, well, what are the odds that a first-year guy doesn't make it out of his rookie contract? I mean, let's be honest. Most rookies are going to get through their first four years, especially a second-round draft pick, but we've seen it happen before where these players don't last. He's making sure that he's financially stable either way. So kudos to Joey Porter. Kudos to the Steelers. They got the deal done. I don't think that the money is going to be an issue. It's not going to change the salary cap. We'll have a salary cap update today, Wednesday, on SteelCurtainNetwork.com from Dave Schofield, so make sure you check that out. A couple other housekeeping things to discuss. Hey, if you haven't checked this out yet, if you haven't followed me on Twitter, uh, you can check out the NFL feed for FFSN. So if you go to anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., and just type in FFSN space NFL, you'll see the FFSN logo with the NFL shield and the football in the middle. Click on that. Subscribe, follow, whatever. I'll tell you why. So not only we get Coach K- KT Smith's call sheet once a week, I've started a new show. There's going to be a bunch of new shows coming up as the season gets closer. You're going to want to make sure you're tuned into that feed. And the show that I just started, which is called Opinion or Fact, is with Wesley Coleman, who actually podcasts about the Saints on FFSN. And we take these hot-button topics around the league and we discuss them. We did one about Patrick Mahomes uh, not giving a young fan an autograph at the Pro-Am in Lake Tahoe. It's a golf tournament, by the way. And then we also did one about the running back situation. So go check those out. In case you didn't know it, go check it. And lastly, folks, the, the I, I was kind of waiting to see what the reaction was. 
So the Ride or Die Crew shirts, along with all Steel Curtain Network shirts, they're out there. The store is open. Find me on Twitter. At, just look up at J Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. I have pinned the tweet, okay? And the, the store link is right there. So go to that link and get yourself a shirt. So I was kind of waiting, how is this going to... How is it going to play out? In other words, the people that ordered shirts right away, I want to know what they're like. Well, I've had people sending me photos. I retweet those things. And I asked them, how how are the shirts? And everyone says they're one of the most comfortable shirts they own. So go get yourself a Ride or Die Crew t-shirt. When it comes in the mail, send me a photo. We're going to retweet it. I love seeing that stuff. I want you all to rock them at training camp. Get pictures. If you see someone else in a Ride or Die Crew shirt, that would be freaking awesome and if you don't have the link send me an email find me somewhere I'm, I'm everywhere and i will make sure you get that link no doubt about it we're gonna be doing some giveaways like i mentioned on the last show okay today's topic in the first half because you know what's going to happen in the second half the second half is all about the mailbag because it is wednesday happy hump day everyone in the first half i thought it was appropriate to do an update on the steelers rebuild here we are, Wednesday, today. The Steelers report to training camp today. This is the day when you see all the players walking in with their pillows and suitcases and televisions and gaming systems. Yeah, that, there's not much other than the fanfare of them actually showing up today. So let's talk about the rebuild, right? What is a rebuild? I think it's important to start there. The rebuild, the definition is you when you're building again after it's been damaged or destroyed. So that is the definition of rebuild. So after Ben Roethlisberger's retirement, his final season in 2021, I said it would be a two- to three-year rebuild until this team is considered a bona fide Super Bowl contender. I said two to three years. So now, 2022 was year one of the rebuild. So what did we see? We talked about this all throughout last last season. We saw a new quarterback. This was in-season stuff, by the way. We saw a new quarterback take take the reins in Kenny Pickett. We saw a very consistent and solidified offensive line. We saw a young offense starting to develop, starting to develop. Okay, it's important to note. And we saw a defense that was kind of derailed by injury and a really gutsy team effort down the stretch to win seven of their last nine and four in a row to finish out the season. That was in season. We learned a lot. We learned a lot. We didn't have answers to every question, but we learned a lot. But then you go into the offseason. You talk about the free agent pickups, everything from Patrick Peterson, Isaac Sayamalo, Nate Herbig. Uh, you go to the, 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 the acquisition, whether it's on a free agent or not, is you know the trade for Allen Robinson. You, they had a lot of ways of bringing in new players, especially with the NFL draft. Seven total picks. Everyone was crazy about their draft class, said it was phenomenal. I agree. They, I feel like they got deeper. They got that Their depth has vastly improved across the board. You know, you think about the offensive line. I mentioned that last season. Just as an example, the offensive line last season was great, but, man, did they get lucky that all five players basically played the entire season. Now they're looking at it and saying, well, we can't rely on that to happen, so we got to go out and get some We got to get some backups. They did with Herbig. You think Siamalo is going to take over at left guard. That would make Kevin Dotson a very valuable piece of the puzzle as a depth piece. I, I like what they did. They're deeper in almost every position, almost Every position, not every position, like inside linebacker, still a little thin. Safety, in my opinion, still a little thin. But other than that, they've gotten deeper at most positions. Also, I feel like they've fortified the defense, especially up front. 
When you're talking about Keanu Benton, when you're talking about adding Marcus Golden, you're getting Alex Highsmith an extension, Cam Hayward, you're hoping he can still cling to that fountain of youth for one more year. You're talking about, obviously, bringing back Larry Ogunjobi. Braden Fihoko brought in. They have definitely fortified that defensive front, and I think that's very, very key to the success. Now, there's no quarterback questions heading into camp. That's important to note. There might be a quarterback question as it pertains to, is Kenny Pickett going to thrive in year two? Is he going to make this jump into year two that a lot of people are predicting? Some people are predicting that Kenny Pickett's going to go out there and set the world ablaze. Hey, I hope it happens. I hope and pray that it happens. But at the same time, we don't know it until we see it. So in that regard, there's no quarterback questions heading into camp as to who is the guy, who's the order. It's pretty set in stone, one, two, and three. Uh, You have Pickett, Trubisky, Rudolph. There you go. Boom. Let's paste it up on the board. We're good to go. I will say this about the offseason. This offseason has the team close to ahead of schedule, but there's a lot of it that relies on that dreaded P word that I hate and despise potential. So it's close, but is this rebuild? Remember, two to three years. We've already only been through one year. Is it ahead of schedule? Or is it still just on track? Now, you have to keep something very basic yet very important in mind as we answer this question. When I said that there was a two- to three-year rebuild after Ben Roethlisberger's retirement in 2021, I also stated that this rebuild was for them to be a Super Bowl contender again. Not just making the playoffs. Not just getting to the dance. It is winning a Super Bowl. Getting to a Super Bowl, being that type of team. You see these teams all the time, especially in the AFC. Kansas City, obviously. Cincinnati is now. Buffalo. Even Miami would probably be considered one of those teams that is a an actual contender. The Steelers are not there yet. But could they be? Could they be this year? It's really tough to gauge. It's tough to say right now as we sit here with the players reporting to camp today that this team has improved that much that they are a bona fide Super Bowl contender. Could they? They absolutely could be. One of the issues is, though, is they are going to have to do a lot of this on the field. We can't see this. We're just going to be projecting if we're trying. We We can't see this until they actually go out there at Acrisure Stadium or any other venue in the NFL and win games and do it in a specific way. So what should we look for? You know, training camp is coming up. It is actually here. Fans will be in attendance tomorrow on Thursday for a non-padded practice. So what are we looking for, not only in training camp, but also in the season? Well, first is offensive production. I've talked about this a lot. 18.1 points per game isn't going to cut it in today's National Football League. It's just not. So the Steelers are going to have to bump that number up. So you have to get production, not just time of possession, not just you know, keeping the the ball away from the opposition. No, they need to put points on the board. Also, I'm going to look for turnovers and takeaways. Is this an opportunistic defense? It's going to take the ball away, give the offense extra possessions, or is this going to be a defense that's not really doing that and therefore is going to put pressure on the offense to not turn it over? The Steelers don't want to turn the ball over, but at the same time, there are times where you can take some risks knowing that the defense has a good chance of getting you that ball back. It's going to be a key to watch. I want to see defensive cohesion, especially in the secondary. You think about the losses of Cam Sutton, Terrell Edmonds, Arthur Millette. 
Those are big. They're not necessarily like big names, but they are a lot of players that are gone now. So in is Patrick Peterson. In is Keanu Neal. Demonte Casey played last year, but it's a little bit different. You have Chandon Sullivan, Elijah Riley. Levi Wallace was there. He's like the lone guy in the in the cornerback room. You have these two rookies. I want to see this defense be cohesive, and not to mention getting to the inside of that linebacker group. We're talking Cole Holcomb, Landon Roberts. Is it Mark Robinson? Are they going to bump Keanu Neal down as an inside linebacker? Is Tanner Muse a part of this? I want to see this defense gel. That's important. Health is going to be a big factor. I feel like that's low-hanging fruit. And then two things about overall state of play. I want to see the Steelers play in a way that you have that feeling, you know what, even if they lose a game to a top-tier team, which they don't have a lot of those on the schedule this year, but you know, if, if you're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and man, they, they look like they could go toe-for-toe, toe. even if they win, if they even if the Bengals win the game, it looks like the Steelers have improved to the point where you're thinking, man, I feel like the Steelers, they've taken a huge step forward. I don't want to see blowout losses. We saw those last year. You lose a game, you lose a game. No one's predicting 17-0. Even me, the homer of all homers, is not picking 17-0. But you need to go out there and play a certain way. And the one thing we saw last year, whether it's at Buffalo, Kenny Pickett's first start, at Philadelphia, right before the bye week, were just absolute awful performances by the Steelers. You just can't have that anymore. You can't go out there and convince me or anyone else that you are a viable Super Bowl contender and play like that. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So those are some things to keep your eye on. When should we gauge this again? I think that's a good question. When should we be able to look at this? Because now we've looked at all of last year, year one, complete. The offseason of year two, complete. When can we check this again? I think maybe around the bye week, which is early. Week six is it's an early bye but we'll be able to know something about this team early on. It can still change, but I think right now, if I were to, to be completely honest with you, the listener right now, my ride-or-die crew, I would say that this rebuild is right on schedule. I don't think that it's necessarily ahead of schedule. I think that it's right on schedule. I Could it change? Absolutely, it could change. But at the same time, I always think back to, well, it's better to be on schedule than to be behind. Sure, you'd love to be ahead of schedule. I think they're right on schedule, though. I think that that's not a damning statement. If you're trying to do that, if you're trying to hear me say that, thinking, oh, man, Tomlin and his crew's at it again. No, I don't think so. I think that this is a it's a good group. I like where they're trending. Could it, could it improve drastically? It could, but they're right on schedule, in my opinion. All right, that does it for me in the first half. In the second half, we're going to dive headfirst into the mailbag segment. You know how that is on Wednesday. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. It is time for the mailbag segment. You know how it works. You find me on Twitter on Tuesday at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. I put out a tweet. It's normally like around 8 o'clock in the morning. I put out a tweet with a funny gif. You ask the questions. I give you the answers. 
Let's get to business. Kit Covington asks, wondering if there's a plan to do a Know Your Enemy segment or show or similar during the season again. Enjoying the Pump Your Brakes podcast and appreciate what Fantaskippy, that's Jeffrey Benedict, had to move on, but it was always great hearing analysis and guest opinion info from our opponents each week. Well, Kit, we are going to be doing that, and when I say we, I mean me. Uh, so with the Pump Your Breaks podcast, they are going to be, if, if you haven't listened to that, by the way, that's Shannon White, that's Take Boy Fresh and Big G, uh, two of the homies. It's a great show. I actually did enjoy the very first time they all three were together. And so go and give that a listen on Wednesday night. You can hear it on our audio platform as well. This is something that I said I would be taking care of this year, and that is uh, trying to find someone to come on my show. Typically, I'm going to look for the Wednesday show to be the show that I actually have a guest on for maybe the first portion of the show to kind of get a feel for the upcoming game. So in week one, the San Francisco 49ers come to town. I already know who I'll get our own Rob stats Guerrero of FFSN. We're going to utilize our network to our advantage for sure. So you will be getting that, but it will actually be on the let's ride podcast. So hopefully you enjoy that. Let's go to David Briggs. Hey Jeff, I've been seeing you doing a bunch of podcasts for the network of fans for sports network. Are you now covering the NFL full time? If not, how do you sleep with everything you do and having a large family? So yes, uh, th- this is now, I guess I can say this, this is now my full-time job. So you will be hearing a lot more of me. Maybe that's great for you. Maybe you love listening to me talk about this, the sport and sports in general. Maybe you are like, okay, that's a little bit too much. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, this is my gig now. And so you'll hear me on the NFL feed during the the actual season. I'm really excited. I'm going to be doing with Rob Statsquare. I just mentioned him. He does our 49ers. We're doing a Monday kind of whip around show as regards to the NFL and the week that was there on Tuesday. I'm going to be doing a show with our own Kevin Smith, which is going to be talking about the main issues surrounding the league. And then I'm still going to be doing all the shows here at, you know, steel curtain network. I'm going to be doing the post game show. I'll be doing let's ride Monday, Wednesday and Friday, the, the preview on Thursday. It's going to be a lot, but Hey, I love it. I really, really do love it. So there you go. Okay. Let's do Evan Henderson. Long-time listener, don't always comment, but love the show. Thank you, Evan. First question, have you watched the quarterback series on Netflix, and would you like to see Kenny Pickett on the show and see his day-to-day life? So I've seen bits and pieces. Uh, I'm probably one of the few Americans that don't have a Netflix account, so I haven't watched it. If Kenny Pickett was on, I would get I would see if I could get a month-to-month thing and watch it and then cancel it. But nonetheless, uh, I'd be fine seeing Kenny Pickett highlighted. I did see Justin Fields was approached for next season and he said, no, I don't know if they'd go with Kenny Pickett. It'll be interesting. It would be interesting. I I do love those behind the scenes things. And it would also be really great for content providers like myself. (laughs) All right. Is George Pickens really him? Hmm. That's the Twitter handle. Uh, They ask if you could add one pair of players to this team, which would you choose? A, Rod Woodson and LeVon Kirkland. B, Ike Taylor and Ryan Chazier. C, James Ferrier and Casey Hampton. Or D, Big Ben and Lima Swede. Wow. Okay, so Lima Swede's going to nix D out. Um, James Ferrier and Casey Hampton. Love Potsy. Casey Hampton, I just don't think is fits in the NFL anymore. Out. So now it's between Ike and Ryan Chazier and Rod Woodson and LeVon Kirkland. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with Rod Woodson and LeVon Kirkland. I'm going to tell you why. Rod Woodson is one of the best cornerbacks to ever play. LeVon Kirkland, everyone's going to say, well, hey, can he play in today's NFL? Go back and watch some YouTube film of LeVon Kirkland. 
that dude was more athletic than you than you think. He covered better than you think. So with Shazier and Taylor, Ike Taylor, I would say that Rod Woodson is far superior than Ike, and LeVon Kirkland is not as far away from Shazier in terms of his abilities than you might think. So I'm going to go with Rod Woodson and LeVon Kirkland. Great question. Let's go with Heath Davis, El Jefe. Monty Potbaum is making the team. I don't know about that, but we'll see. What color mullet will you be rocking? If we have a win streak going, do you keep wearing it? I said on this podcast that if Potbaum makes the team, I would wear a blonde mullet wig, I think, until the start of the regular season. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think it was a bye week. Uh, Dave Schofield has receipts galore on stuff that I say on my podcast. So I'll ask Dave, I think I said till the bye week, if they're on a streak, you better believe I'm going to continue to wear that mullet for the uh, Steelers preview podcast. Last question from Heath. He says, uh, I have been talking major trash to my friends who are Ravens and Browns fans. I can't seem to find some good trash talk for the Bengals. What can I trash them about? Well, you can still always trash them about the fact they've never won a Super Bowl. Uh, yes, they might have been there more recently, but you got to win it to talk the trash. So that's where I would go. Let's go with M Dibs 24. He has several questions. First one been swinging the Callaway Epic Max. What is your driver of choice? I do, uh, when it comes to Woods, I, I like Taylor Made. I like Taylor Made clubs. I don't have Taylor Made irons, I have Cleveland irons, but I, I like Taylor Made. I, I swing an M4. So it's not the newest driver. I like an M4. I've really been hitting it solid recently. So there you go. That's what I. That's my driver of choice. Next, could you do a podcast selecting every worst? Could you do a podcast selecting every worst player at every position? Man, that would be exhausting. Like you know, you go down these roads, which is kind of just mentally it puts you in a funk. I mean, when you think about like okay, cornerback, the worst players. I'm thinking Steelers. So I have to relive what. Uh, Antoine Blake and Senquez Golson, Cortez Allen. Like, do I want to go down that path? I really don't. Uh, but yeah, maybe if it's if I'm bored. But the season's starting. I shouldn't have to do this podcast anymore. All right, uh, who do you think surprises and becomes valuable to the Steelers team? That's the next question. Uh, the surprises and becomes valuable. I think Connor Hayward. I think Connor Hayward's that guy that everyone's going to say, wow, this dude is really making a difference. Next from Dibs, if Boswell is injured again, would Dave be willing to try out? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if he'd be able to, he could, he would be willing to try out. The question is, would he make the team? I've seen him kick. I'm going to say no. And last one, Landry Jones or Baker Mayfield? Give me Landry Jones. I don't want Baker Mayfield. No way. No way. Faker. Baker Mayfield sucks is what I used to say on the Steelers preview. Okay, let's go to Doc M. What traps or fallacies do fans need to watch out for? What moments or events during training camp should give a projection of what the season's performance could be expected? What could be misdirection? So the traps or fallacies, if we're we're just focusing about training camp here, Doc, the fallacies you got to watch out for is you can't be mesmerized by that one cell phone video of a ridiculous catch. Give you an example. I put this out on our social media feed the other day. Uh, It was the play last year during training camp. George Pickens is doing a routine. They're catching the ball. The coach is there with kind of like that long uh, punching glove, and they knock the ball. They try to knock the ball away. So George Pickens, the ball gets knocked up in the air. He dives on the ground and catches it before it hits hits the ground. It was really miraculous. Here's the problem. It should never have happened. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a miraculous catch. But at the same time, try catching it correctly and not letting the coach knock the ball out of your hands. So you got to be careful about those traps and the fallacies. Also, don't put too much into, like, interceptions. Um, A lot of times Kenny Pickett is going to – 
he's going to try and do things maybe that he wouldn't do in a game. Say what you want. I know one year Ben Roethlisberger was trying to be super safe with the ball in training camp, and he was like, I'm not going to have any turnovers, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? It it just made him too cautious and even said after the season, like, I got to just let it rip. Like, that's just what I got to do. So be careful for that. Moments it can give a projection of the season's performance. I think you just have to look at overall what is the vibe on those padded practices, and that's going to be an as-it-goes type deal. If you see the defense getting shredded, and I'm going to lean on Coach KT Smith from the Here We Go show on Tuesday morning. He said the defense is always ahead of the offense, always. So if I see the defense getting gashed early, that's no bueno. I don't like that. All right, let's go to Nathan Van Slyke. He has two. My dad and I were just talking about the last time the Steelers won a playoff game being January 15th, 2017. Do you think the Steelers can get their first playoff win or six or in, in six or seven years? Yeah, I do. I do think they can win a playoff game. I do think they can get into the dance. It, it just, a lot of it comes down to can they, can they stay healthy? And that's every team, by the way. Can they stay healthy? And on top of that, my gosh, can they just see some development from some of these young offensive players? All right, last one from Nathan. Hey, Jeff, I'm excited for training camp to start tomorrow. Or that's today, Wednesday. What kind of year do you think George Pickens is going to have for a second season? I think that he's going to have a great year. I think he's going to have a great year. I think he's going to be over 1,000 yards if he can continue to develop. I like his rapport with Kenny Pickett. I think he's got big year written all over him. Let's go with bagels and bong rips. That's right. Do you think training camp will give us any reason to be hopeful about our offensive coordinator in 2023? Not really. Not in training camp and not even the preseason. Well, why would he do anything that's going to spark controversy or maybe even raise eyebrows or why are they doing this or why aren't they doing that? I don't think so. So I don't think we're going to be able to gauge that in training camp. Mike Clark. Hey, Jeff, last year at training camp, the defense dominated seven shots. Do you think the offense will even it out? I would love to see someone like Darnell Washington having a role. Connor Hayward mentioned him already having a role in those red zone moments. Uh, The defense typically, like I just mentioned from Coach KT Smith, the defense is typically ahead of the offense. So early on in camp, if the defense is dominant, I'm not going to be upset. At the end of camp, if they're still dominant, that's a problem. The Steelers struggled in the red zone, so I do want to make sure that the offense is winning some of these. Maybe not all of them, but winning some of these for sure. So, yeah, that's going to be a drill to always keep your eye on. I miss this one from Heath Davis. He said, if the Steelers were dinosaurs, what type of dinosaur would KP8, Pickens, Cam, and Watt be? Goodness gracious. I don't don't think I know that many dinosaurs. Um, Pickens is a pterodactyl. TJ Watt is a T-Rex. Cam is, uh, we'll say a Triceratops, and Kenny Pickett is a Raptor. I can't believe I did it. I just, I just rattled off four dinosaurs. I'm proud of myself. I, I don't, I'm not a dinosaur guy. All right. So, is George Pickens really him? Ask the second question. Who do you think will be surprise breakout candidates on the defensive line? I think Loudermilk will make a name for himself this year, and Keanu Benton will be a mainstay at nose tackle. So for me, the surprise breakout candidates on the defensive line, I don't. I could see Loudermilk getting cut. I think Keanu Benton and DeMarvin Leal are guys that could step up in a big way along that defensive line. I'm really excited about Leal in year two, see how versatile he could be, and I want to see a healthy Larry Ogunjobi. I can't wait to see a healthy Larry O. That's going to be really big for me. Last one from Beer Bottle, Mr. Jeff. Now that we're on the eve of training camp, 
How about a moratorium on golf questions? Whoa, whoa. Listen, beer bottle. I I can't, I don't tell people what to ask me. I don't put in my tweet on Tuesday mornings, ask me all the golf questions you you want. If people come to me with the questions, my job is to answer the questions. Do I expect the golf questions to be minimized during the season? Yes. But if they want to ask me a question about the Ryder Cup, my favorite golf event outside of the Masters, then I'm going to answer the question. I understand what you're saying. The season's upon us. I don't expect a lot of golf questions. I know that people said, hey, where's the podcast? You were going to do a golf podcast. I'm still talking about that, still figuring it out, wrapping my head around it. When do I want to do it? Might have to wait until this upcoming winter to get ready for spring after the football season's over. We will see. There's a lot on my plate right now. We'll put it that we got a lot of we got a lot of things in the uh, a lot of things in the fire right now, so to speak. I think I messed that up, but that's okay. Thank you all for giving me great questions every single week throughout the off season. I know it's not easy, but I'm glad that you all have questions and you're coming to me and trust me with those answers. So I've always said. When I If I ever had a podcast that had enough listeners that people actually took the time out of their day to ask questions, that I would never turn anyone down. And that still remains as we go into season, what is this, season four. Oh my gosh, this is our fourth season of the Let's Ride podcast. So that's awesome. My ride or die crew is the best. Go get yourselves a shirt. Find, find me on Twitter. And in the meantime, be ready for Friday. I'm excited to talk about some actual Steelers stuff, on-field stuff. Joey Porter signed. That's behind us. Let's move on with our lives. Let's get ready for training camp. SteelCurtainNetwork.com is where you should go. In the meantime, you know we finished out here. Be safe. Be kind and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you on Friday. Go Steelers.